uh, students today aren't showing up for the pizza and Mountain Dew like they used to, mm-hmm. but they're showing up because there's questions. Who is God the Father? Mm-hmm. Who is Christ the Son? Yep. And who is the Holy Spirit? Yep. I think teenagers today are going, wait a minute, you're telling me if I can learn who God is, mm-hmm. then I can figure out who I am? That's yep. good. And to me, that's this idea of like pre-revival. Like if we can yeah. help teenagers understand who is God, yep. Yep. then they'll understand who they are. Yeah. Working with the local church to take the hope of Christ to every student in the United States. This is First Priority. Now here are your hosts, Steve Cherico and Brad Skelling. Welcome everybody back to the podcast. My name is Steve Cherico. I'm Brad Skelling and we're glad that you're listening in today. 100%. Yeah. Well, 90% of them. Is that okay? I just want a list. Well, Who don't you like? Frenemies. Frenemies. <laughs> you have more than me? You have more frenemies than me? A hundred percent. I didn't know there was a list. Haven't you spent time with me by if, now? If you could email me, brad at fpofamerica.com, I'd like to know who else you are. We need a support group. Frenemies? Uh-huh. Oh, I've got that list easy. You have that list? I give do. It to, oh, you man. don't even need to get an email. I'm I being very surprised right now, though. Yep. I thought you were hiding it from me. No, not a chance. Okay. Not at all. Fair enough. Oh, so what's going on? Anything good? Lots of good things. I yeah. think uh, you've got a story from uh, Tampa, Florida there that's pretty amazing. I do. So, you know, we do leader summits in the fall uh-huh. in a number of cities. Yep. And Tampa did their own spin on that. Okay. Where they gathered students from 13 clubs mm-hmm. and brought them into one location to do a multi-hour event where they were going to just work on organizational skills and work on leader skills and and being able to share the gospel. And just, it it was an incredible um, wink from the Lord for them. Nice. In that meeting. Okay. And so just something that uh, the Tampa team threw out just about, hey, this is what God's doing. And we'd like to say we organized this and made this work out, but really the Lord is to get all the credit. That's right. Which I appreciate about them. Those so, things, yeah, those are cool, cool. moments. They Very are. cool moments getting leadership from 13 schools in the room. Yeah. Uh, the bar is pretty high, yeah. and they only raise it even higher when they get collaborating like that. You only hear good stories coming out of those things. Well, you know, and I know that there are kids that know each other from other forums in their lives, and they mm-hmm. walk in that room together, and mm-hmm. they go, oh, you are too? Yep. How'd that happen? Right. Right. So those are always pretty cool. I agree. I we, agree. We got a great show today. Who's who's on? Jared Shingleton. Nice. Do you know Jared? Uh, I had not before we sat down and talked. So I've known the name. Yeah, but I have never met him before. So when I was a full-time youth pastor slash next gen leader, uh, it was a pretty sizable youth group, oh, above two hundred kids. Okay, uh, and we drew from a number of communities in Nashville, and one of those was the neighborhood that Jared grew up in. Okay, um, Jared's dad is a long-time director of evangelism for the Tennessee Baptist Association here in okay. town, and then okay. planted a church, but. In the midst, there were a ton of kids sure. that would come to youth group events. And so he was in and out and three or four of the boys that were leaders inside of our youth group that he was connected to. Nice. And so I've watched Jared since he was about maybe 15. Sounds like it. Grow well, up. That's crazy. Right? Yeah. Uh, and then he w- he worked with his dad in a church plant in Smyrna, Tennessee, okay. which is one of our suburbs. Yep. That's booming. And then out of that, um, student life picked him up and had him hmm. start running the camps. Love it. And that was... It was right post. We hate talking about COVID. I hate. <laughs> I hate it. It was summer it's a time frame. We summer all summer of twenty twenty one. Gosh, yeah. I hate doing that. But summer yeah. of twenty twenty one is when okay. he took over. Okay. And so they were rethinking everything. And he's a real creative. Okay. Um. And so yeah, that's the setup. The setup is I've watched this boy become a man and yep. 
raise kids and have a family and move mm. all over our state and and now do good stuff for student life. It's a good time Pretty to cool. sit down and hear a story. So we need to jump in before I give much more away. Sounds good. Let's do it. Well, Jared, as Brad yeah. said, we are so glad to have you on the podcast. Yeah. Thanks for being here. Podcast. Podcast. I know. Podcast. Podcast. I was thinking about Wisconsin. Exactly. <laughs> for those of you who have been listening the last couple of weeks, we are at Youth Pastor Summit Nashville, and we're super glad that uh, Brad is here. Oh, yeah. And Jared, even more glad that you're here. Oh, bro. Honor. So very glad for you to be on the podcast. This is uh, this is fun for us. So tell everybody, for those who may not know you in the world that you live in, Camp Life, tell everybody who you are, what you are, tell us kids, family, the whole works. Yeah. So <clears throat> currently I serve as the director of Student Life and Student Life Kids Camp. Okay. So man, Student Life Camp, if you don't know about it, it's been around for a long time, uh, since 1993 when it was founded. Wow. And so uh, this summer, man, we're celebrating 30 years Crazy. of Student Life Camp, which wow. is wild. That's bonkers. Uh, came on to lead Student Life in May of 2021. So right, like like COVID happened and then it's like, okay, we need some new leadership stepped in through yeah. just some unique circumstances. And my first week was like the week we were kicking off camp for the summer. Wow. You know, first summer back post COVID. So it's been a unique ride, uh, previous to student life camp, uh, served in youth ministry, church planning, that whole okay. thing. Uh, man, I'm married, got a wife named Emily. She's incredible. Uh, man, she's been super faithful wife and, uh, Man, I, I owe so much of what the Lord has done in my life to being married to her. Uh, and I've got three kids. So I've got a seven-year-old little girl, Shiloh Kate. I've got a four-year-old son. His name is Judah. And I've got a two-year-old little girl, uh, which is Noah Grace. And, and so, before you tell everybody about what you do and who yeah, you are, yeah. right? Uh, so the last conversation he's had at my homes, okay. one of my houses, was when he told me, that he had a baby on the way oh, yeah. <laughs> on my porch There you go. Yeah, yeah. when your second was coming was on my porch yeah. while I was remodeling my house in Laverne, Tennessee, yeah, grew up which in Laverne, is, man. which it's is old stomping bonkers, grounds. dude. Bonkers. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Number two, it was the only baby we planned. And so that was the one that was like really exciting because we were, <laughs> we were excited about having another kid, you know, mm -hmm. first and third, yeah. the Lord knew what he was doing, but we just had to catch up. There you go. Uh, but this, yeah, the great. second one was one we, we couldn't wait to announce cause, cause we were excited and, mm -hmm. Looking forward to it. That's, yeah, that's awesome. Hilarious. That's awesome. That's hilarious. So catch us up a little bit about yeah. camp and camp yeah. life and last year and what you're projecting to see this year. What's going on? Yeah. Uh, well, let me let me just say this first. If you've been around youth ministry in that game a minute, you understand that, that camp is a huge part of youth group culture. Yeah. I mean, if, if you've looked at the last 50 years, uh, you know, it started at like these real campy outdoorsy places where like mm -hmm. you have a spiritual retreat. And then over the years, man, it's just morphed for a lot of churches into like a staple tradition of hmm. the youth group. You know, yeah. you go to camp in the summer and man, I was certainly uh, a part of that. My dad yeah. was in ministry and hmm. starting at like seven years old, I think I went to every youth camp you could go to, just drugged all of them, uh, which was a ton of, ton of fun growing up. Uh, and so when you look at the past couple of years, you, you get to COVID, right? COVID was the first summer in my life. And I mean this because my dad's job as a youth pastor, I mean, I went everywhere to camp. It was the first summer of my life that I didn't go to a youth camp. Wow, yeah. good point. And, and it's 2020 yeah. And, yeah. and we're like, Crazy. man, what, what's God doing? Yep. I was just talking to somebody a minute ago to the youth pastor and if I'm God, that's where you kind of take a moment to reassess. Okay, I've been using this tool called camp for a long time. Mm -hmm. Is God gonna keep using it? That's that moment, right? Because yeah. no one had camp in 2020. Yeah. And so we're all saying, what's new ministry look like? I don't know how many times do you hear your church say, what's what's ministry look like after COVID? Right. Well, imagine you're at camp and all you do is events where you crowd kids together, right? Yeah. right? And yeah. so we're asking that question. And, and man, what I just want to say, just the overarching premise here is like, 
God is still faithful to the tool of camp. Almost every one of our camps this summer sold out. Wow. And man, for us, it's extremely exciting. It does create some logistical difficulties when you imagine a bunch of sold out. Can we do 50 weeks of camp a summer? Yep. Uh, and so that many sold out camps obviously brings a challenge to our team and our staff as they faithfully serve. Uh, but all that to say, uh, God has been so faithful. Uh, to Christian summer camps, and it's not just us. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if you talk to other churches and youth groups and other camps around the game, uh, all of them are saying the same thing. And we're just seeing the Lord be faithful to this ministry. That's cool. Uh, and so overwhelming, like that's that's the big thing for me is okay. God's still in the business of using the tool of camp mm-hmm. uh, to encourage, equip, and reach students for his glory. Yeah. Uh, and so, man, that's where we get to be a part of it. That's where oh. Student Life gets to come alongside. We, uh, this summer, we'll host north of 40,000 teenagers and kids, and uh, we'll partner with thousands of churches and groups, mm-hmm. and they'll come on campus. And, and man, my prayer is that when they show up to camp, uh, that they have a unique opportunity to experience the Lord in a new way. Yeah. Uh, and for some, that means one step forward in their faith. Yep. Yeah, that's good. For some, the Lord expedites those moments yeah. and we see a leap. Uh, but man, but whatever it is, I mean, you have a kid who doesn't know the Lord, student who's on fire for Jesus, wherever they're at, our prayer yeah. is that something will happen this week where everyone gets to take a step forward. Yeah. Um, and man, that's our that's our dream. That's our mission. That's what we're praying for. Well, and when else do you have a kid's attention for five days in a row, right? That's yeah. really the, the thing is we get all the distractions away, all yeah. the things, all the screens, mm-hmm. they're gone, right? Yeah. And you just get to capture wherever they are in their life, mm-hmm. their attention for five days in a row. Yeah. Well, even even if you think about camp, uh, there's a scripture and I, I, man, I wish I could have looked this up earlier. I didn't. There's a scripture in the Bible where it talks about going to our quiet place, right? Where yeah, we yeah. can just be silent. And it talks about when we're in this quiet place with the Lord, mm-hmm. it's there that we can sense his grace. Yeah. And camp is not quiet. Correct. I mean, if true. you've been to a yeah. summer camp I have. with teenagers, yeah. there's not a moment of, I mean, you, you, you go to the bed, you 10, 10 PM, everybody's in the dorms. You're supposed to be sleeping. It's <laughs> yeah. loud. There's no quiet zones, mm-hmm. but I think for a teenager, that's exactly what camp is. It's a place where they can silence everything happening in, in the world. Yeah. And in the middle of the chaos of summer camp, Correct. they can be quiet and still enough in that chaos to actually sense the Lord's grace on yep. their life. Yeah. And so, man, camp is this beautiful window uh, of escape and it is loud and it's rowdy mm-hmm. and kids are nuts and yep. they're drinking a lot of caffeine and it yep. is just, it's weird. Man. But but to the student, to the teenager, it represents a quiet place uh, where they where they can truly step away from, from the life they're in and the distractions they live with and sense the Lord's grace. Yep. And I'm, I'm convinced it's less about what we do but it's that sensing of God's grace yeah. that is the invitation for all these students to take a step forward in their faith. Yeah. And so we plan all year long to try to have great camp, uh, but ultimately the Lord has the trump card mm-hmm. and every year he uses it. We're like, God's going to do this thing because yeah. we planned it. Yeah. And then we get to camp. We're like, God's doing a new thing. Because yeah. you know, <laughs> he, he just has that trump card and he's so faithful Man. to doing what he does. That reminds me of camp counseling in, in uh, college where, yeah, you'd be sitting there 10, yeah. 30 at night, triple bunk. High, oh yeah, and the kids are not quieting down. But by <laughs> Thursday night, you get those kids from inner city mm-hmm. Chicago yeah. going out you know, into the wilderness, probably for the first time, mm-hmm. and just having that moment where it is in the middle of the chaos of yeah. not getting them down every night and being exhausted. Yeah. That they're like, yeah, this is what God's doing in my life, and it's yeah. Wow. No, you got it, bro. Mm-hmm. That's so good. So good. It is. Mm. As you are talking to youth pastors, even preparing for camp, is there anything this year 
that is uh, their expectation or that they are concerned about this year as the, as you roll into that? Has there been because you've been at a couple of these youth pastor summits, yeah. and so there's a ton of youth ministers here. Any interesting conversations? I mean, that's so difficult um, when you start looking for what are trends among church leaders, because yeah. as you know, uh, there there's all types of churches. Oh, sure. And mm-hmm. all of our wrestlings are unique. Yeah. And even considering what Student Life does, we're a multi-denominational camp. Hmm. And so sure. we serve so many people from so many types of churches, and then you have different traditions in those subsets. And so yeah. it is hard to say, like, what's the Lord doing uh, amongst the youth pastors? But if, there, if, there's, if there's one thing that I'm like, okay, what are we sensing and what am I seeing being sensed by youth leaders? Yeah. I think there's a lot of people who are convinced that this next generation is due for revival. Hmm. And, and we see pieces of that with what happened at Asbury, right? You watch that, yeah. you're like, okay, like there's something unique happening and you mm-hmm. see some universities, some other things start to happen. Yep. Um, but as I talk to church leaders, there is this common ground that like, I think the Lord's stirring a thing. Mm-hmm. And I think we're so premature in this that I don't even know how to name the sure. thing. Or even um, if we should name yeah, it. Sure. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. We, should, we should brand it or whatever. Yeah. Um, but all to say, there's this sense that uh, students today aren't showing up for the pizza and Mountain Dew like they used to, mm-hmm. but they're showing up because there's questions. Mm. And, and this summer at our camp, one of the things that we're covering is who is God the Father, mm. who is Christ the Son, yep. and who is the Holy Spirit. Yep. And those are the first three days of camp. And then we get to day four and we go, who are you? in light of who he is. Amen. And I think us wrestling with, I think teenagers today are going, wait a minute, you're telling me if I can learn who God is, Mm -hmm. then I can figure out who I am. That's good. And to me, that's this idea of like pre-revival. Like if we can help teenagers understand who is God, then they'll understand who they are. Yeah. And so we have all these teenagers with identity crisis. And what's unique about that is people can freak out and be like, oh, your identity you don't know who you yeah. are yeah but what we're seeing is actually no no, no you don't have to tell them who they are mm-hmm. tell them who he is yeah yep. and if you do that watch something happen yeah. because it's when we know who he is that we know who we are so so there's this this census among leaders i think that the lord's doing a unique thing and it's centered around the question of actually answering who's god hmm. Hmm. because students are coming to the table with that question as to where my generation like what was the, what was the millennial generation focused on it's I'm original, yeah. so who am I as an original Christian? Yeah. Right? I'm a Christian. Yeah. Like, we were like, like I got all these tattoos when I was a kid, right? Like, because yeah. I wanted to be that Christian. Like I'm a cool Christian, and, but we were wrestling with that identity yeah. of who we are as Christians. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's not the wrestling anymore of Gen I would Z. Agree. Yeah. They're not wrestling with who am I as a Christian or who am I like just in general. They're going if if I'm going to believe in God, who is he? Yep. Yeah. It's good. Tell me who he is. It's good. And then we discover identity. So that, uh-huh. that that's super a general answer to your no, question. No, it's it's exactly where I thought you were going to go. It's but, good. But as we talk, mm-hmm. that seems to be a consistent conversation from person to person. Like I think teenagers just want you to tell them who God is, and they don't need as much Mountain Dew anymore. Um, just tell them who he is and watch what happens. Well, the the thing that you'll never really notice, and that goes on behind the scenes, is like. God's doing that in camp this summer. Yeah. But what you just described is our curriculum for next fall in the clubs. Wow. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, God the Father, God the Son, God the yeah. Holy Spirit. Yeah. Who am I knowing who God is wow. as a believer? And it's wow. like, which is an outpouring from the school year we just had. So as you were talking, I was thinking, <laughs> yeah. oh my gosh, this is the first priority leaders that have gone through what they've gone through for the last eight or nine months of school yeah. year, yeah. right? They're they're going to roll into your camps primed and ready and be like, oh, I've been talking about this for eight months. Yeah. 
Come on. Right. Let's let's on. go ahead and and people are gonna look around and go, what do you mean you've been talking about it for eight months? This isn't a youth group curriculum. No, no. no. At my school, we the students lead something. Yes. What do you mean the students lead? Like it has it's it's countercultural in every way, right? right. Yep. Absolutely. So everything you've just said is like, gosh, that's that's where we've been, and you're just echoing what we've experienced for yeah. the last eight and a half months. Yeah. yeah. That's so good. Well, I'm man, I'm excited for what you guys are doing. And, and two, even even to think back on like. I don't know if you guys wrestled with it. I'd love to hear your thoughts if you did. Okay. Your ministry similar to ours. When COVID happened, mm -hmm. there's this major question about how your ministry can work when your structure broke. Yeah. Hmm. What I would love to hear, was there ever for you guys, and here I am becoming an interviewer now, I'm sorry. <laughs> was there a moment for you guys when schools weren't meeting and you're looking around and are you saying, Wait, how do we achieve ministry when our structure, which one, some could call worldly, right? This this yep. thing that's, yep. that just mm -hmm. exists. Mm -hmm. When your structure went away, how did you guys handle that? Like, how did you overcome those moments? Well, if you know, we're completely honest, we didn't overcome them. We mm -hmm. navigated through them. And I think the word of that time was we pivoted, yeah. right? Everybody has to pivot yep. um, was what we were talking about. But... I mean, we tried to go online, but it really didn't work. Mm -hmm. Like we kept trying to meet weekly. I think there's a few people like our Tampa group just went from 70 clubs that were meeting in the schools to one club that met online. And they yeah. still had a hundred people then, yeah. but that's one and a half people from every club. Yeah. <laughs> right? yeah. That's right. That, uh, and, yeah. and most of them weren't even the kids anymore. They were a lot of adults yeah. that were a part of it. So honestly, it didn't work and mm -hmm. it, it wouldn't probably have been a long-term strategy, but yeah. what it did for us was allowed most of our places to say, hey, if we really are about relationship, mm -hmm. we're gonna still maintain relationships because we wanna yeah, network absolutely. the church. And yeah. so now all of a sudden we have time to network the church. Yeah. And we were able to do a few things in those 13 mm -hmm. to 18 months where, yeah. yeah, it was from March through through the next school year really, wow. where we didn't have full programming, where we were able to build and shore up. Our national staff added a, a few people that were like, and we wouldn't have been able to do that if we were full bore doing the ministry mm. where God has now taken that and saying, hey, we're going to do this new district thing. And it's not a new ministry. We're still doing student led clubs in the schools, but we're structuring it organizationally very differently than we did before. Right. And we probably wouldn't be where we are without COVID. It was a holy pause okay. for them. It was a holy pause. Mm -hmm. It was like, oh, Selah, we're going to get to make some music that we yep. didn't even know we had to write. Yeah. And we had the we were, we attention were, of directors that we wouldn't correct. have had. We were so busy doing and, ministry. And just pivot. Yeah. Uh, on the Nashville side, just to answer it, just even a little bit more is we looked at our team and said, if we can't be with students right now, mm -hmm. then let's go find the other, the other group. And the other group is youth pastors yep. because youth pastors are, are looking around that like you as a youth minister, part of your identity is this is the group of students I get to spend time with yeah, you got and it. they're not allowed to do that. Yeah. yeah. Right. And they're mourning it. that process and they're, they're trying to figure out, well, maybe I'm in the wrong industry, right? Maybe I'm out. And so we got really keenly focused on how are you? Yeah. Who are you? And the Genesis three question, where are you? Yes. Right. Are, are, if, are yeah. you, are you quiet in the woods right now? And you don't even realize you're naked. Yeah. Right. Are you there? Mm. So let, let me help you. Let me just be a listening ear and a voice of encouragement that God's still on the throne. Mm -hmm. Nobody needs to be scared. Whatever the length of this thing is, because we didn't know the first 10 months. Nobody yeah. knew. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No matter what the length this thing is, God's not gone away. 
Right. But it, it really was for us a holy pause that we were like, okay, we need to get focused on the other network yeah. we've been using mm. to coach kids, but now we can't get to the kids. So let's get really involved in the, in those guys' lives and figure out, and gals. I think it's interesting, um, what you realize in those moments. So, uh, obviously mentioning it was the first year in 2020 that I didn't go to camp. You know what I missed more than anything? It wasn't worship. It wasn't the sermons. It wasn't recreation. Mm-hmm. It was the bus rides. Ah, really? It was lunch, hmm. dinner. Yep. It was all the in-between moments where the unplanned things became supernatural. Yeah. Hmm. These moments where you're just talking yep. and you're just sitting together and you've got idle time with intentional adults and teenagers yeah. and you're just seeing the Lord take something and start piecing things together through conversations. That was the thing I realized we couldn't have anymore hmm. because we, I can still listen to worship music on my, on my phone every day. Yeah. I can worship in my car. Yeah. yeah. I can listen to every sermon online. Yeah. still yeah. great. I, yeah. I, I can still do, I can go play outside in my backyard and pretend I'm at recreation in summer camp. Yeah, yeah. You know what I can't do? Sit on the bus with some people for six hours. Yeah. yeah. And it was those holy in between moments, kind of what you're mentioning here. Yeah. That, I was like, golly, that's what's, that is a piece of what makes camp special. Yeah. And so even as we've made some adjustments to our weekly schedule going into this summer, we've made some changes and shifts to give more free time at camp so that we are praying more of these moments can happen that are more organic yeah. and natural where God can take a conversation when you're walking down the road or a conversation when you're sitting at the lunch table because you had 10 extra minutes to sit down. Mm-hmm. You got to scarf down your food and walk away. Yeah. But trying to trying to purposefully put in an extra 10 minutes here and there for those moments that we missed hmm. yeah. so that they can exist in a more free space where you're not having to just run from activity to activity. And so right. that was one of the things that challenged us and grew us deeply was what did we actually miss from the summer? Yeah. And hmm. it was these undefined moments that we didn't get to have. Mm-hmm. So, so unique. Gosh, that's good. That is good. Well, Jared, if, if, Folks that are listening to the podcast want to connect with you, connect yep. with what you're leading. What's the easiest way for them to do that? Uh, man, I tell everybody I'm way better at responding on Instagram than email. Good. Uh, and so my email exists. I mean, I probably got a couple hundred emails right now that I have to get to this week. Uh, so follow me on Instagram. It's just jared.shingleton. You can find me there. And if you want to know, learn more about Student Life Camp, what we do, uh, just follow us on Instagram as well. It's just at Student Life Camp. Uh, man, we would love to meet, talk. If you want to shoot me a DM, I'm much quicker at responding there cool. uh in fact i just have a missed call just to add to it as we're sitting here it's like, <laughs> you'll get me later but yeah. I, I try to stay active on instagram because yeah. i know we got a lot of folks on there who That's want to talk great. and chat so yeah just find me there j-e-r-o-d you got so close so close jared like the jeweler j-a-r-e-d there you go yeah so jared dot shingleton okay yeah always got to clear there's like 17 different ways to spell jared well there is but there's only one right way i know i agree and it's the way that my mommy and daddy yeah it's the way it is on my birth certificate so i love it yeah yeah i love it well thanks again for jumping in yeah honor to be here guys cool well steve would you uh would you think about that conversation well one again as i mentioned before we started i got a boy who's become a man yeah you're old. Just stop. I just can't. So that's number one. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm just, I'm hearing a man speak to uh, knowing his father and yeah. hearing the echoes of his father's legacy in his language. Mm-hmm. Super interesting. Mm-hmm. But then on the creative side for Jared, right? Hearing his heart on relationships. Yeah. That at the end of the day, they've got lots of things to accomplish in camp life. Hiring, removing, training, like they had all that. 
Yep. But what they're trying to do super well and intentionally is make sure that relationships matter during the function of camp and before and after. Because hmm. all of that leads toward discipleship. All of right. that leads towards transformation. All yeah. of that. So that's what I took away. I just took away a guy that is being uh, being super submissive yep. to the Lord, allowing creative ways to allow students to grow in their faith. Yeah. I like, yeah, no matter what ministry you're part of, what no matter what ministry you're leading, it's all about relationship yep. and being faithful to the Lord and the gospel and moving yep. forward. And we can glean and learn from each other all over the place. And it's good to be in community like that. You know, we're in week three. For those of you who have been listening, we're in week three of listen, of talking through some of these YPS podcasts. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you've noticed, but I'll close with this notice. And that is, there is this theme of young people saying... At the end of the day, we don't really need to label what God's doing. Yep. We just need to walk in it mm-hmm. with real wise obedience Yeah. and a whole lot of grace. That's right. That's right. It's a good word. It's a good word from that generation of young men. Yeah. I agree. I like it. Well, thanks everybody for listening in to this show and uh, being a part of the First Party family. We love that you're here, and uh, we'll see you again next week. And those of you who are watching, yes, Brad will comb his hair next week. See you soon. What's wrong with my hair? <laughs> <laughs>